Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9 FM. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and we're going to start off today with Coach Marcus Herrero with his Monday press conference, talking about the good loss, if you want to call it that, against Fresno State. Uh, they were in the game until Brumfield got hurt. Uh, Brumfield just doesn't seem to be uh, a sturdy quarterback. Um and in getting ready for University of Texas at San Antonio in the Alamo Dome. So here is part one of Marcus Aurora's uh, Monday press conference. This is courtesy of UNLV. Well, I'll start with uh, obviously the last uh, few weeks have been really challenging for our guys. A lot of, a lot of good things we've had to get a chance to see uh, up front and in person. Um, challenging uh, both, you know, in, in all phases, physically. Uh, mentally, emotionally, for our for our young team, our first real season, um, you got you know experienced, deep, well coached, uh, winning football programs you're up against, and I think those challenges uh, our guys have met head on. I'm, I'm proud of them for for how they've taken that uh, how they've taken that on. Um, you know, it's it's good to see honestly in a lot of ways for myself to pull back sometimes as, as bad as we are as coaches and as much as we want to win and the ultra competitors we are and the stages we've been at in our careers, but it's really good to see honestly the recruiting the development, um, the culture, and the consistency can do for programs. And three of those last four, I've got a pretty healthy understanding of having been around, um, you know, and seen Arizona State in the past few years grow under coach and seen Iowa State since 16 grow when I was in that league. And to see Fresno State, knowing what it's been with a player and as a coach, to see Coach Tedford and now um, those guys take that over. There's a lot of things that I, that I, at a deeper level, have been good for us, the staff, to look and for me to see into what recruiting, development, and consistency can do for a program playing experienced guys, fifth-year guys, sixth-year guys, good quarterbacks, um, what it can do for a program. Um, and and, that, and that, there is some, there's something in that for, for us to, to gleam into. Um, I'm proud of our guys in the way that they fought uh, last weekend uh, versus a very, very talented opponent on the road. 
Um, they continue to fight, to fight and work hard each week and to bounce back. I think there's some, some really good stuff to glean through what we did. There's some things we definitely got to get fixed to pull that game out. We're disappointed we didn't get a chance to come home with a win. And that, and that on the road, you're, you're, you're eight points away. You're a couple plays away um, in two of these four games, inches in one, to, uh, to, to making sure that this first season altogether, true season, is something that we can continue to, to find a lot of good stuff in. So I think we started fast in each half, a seven-play drive for 60 yards and a touchdown, a 14-play drive for 95 yards and a touchdown, a first-play second-half starter uh, to shut down the run the run game on a guy who's a national rusher. Obviously, they've got both skilled, skilled departments on that football team that have been developed uh, with the quarterback in place. So it's hard to be – they're a two-headed monster in a lot of ways. Um, put a lot of stress on our young guys who had to fill in on the back end. Uh, but our communication's gotten better. Um, our offense had some, play, some explosive plays and got us in that percentage where we could find where you can get the calculations start to turn over. Uh, we ran the ball effectively. Chuck had a heck of a day in, in all phases, running the ball and catching the ball became a, a true weapon. Um, and our identity showed the things that don't require any talent. Our effort, our toughness, our commitment, our discipline, our pride is starting to show uh, for a longer amount of time in the course of a game. And I thought well, that, that is something that I know uh, we've seeded into the ground that will last a lot longer than, than some superficial stuff. Uh, corrections that need to be made. We've got some fundamental and teach progression stuff we need to do, obviously in protection um, that we're going to hone up. Um, defensively, the pass game fundamentals and technique versus talented guys is something we got to shore up uh, both on, all, on both sides. Players, coaches, all of us uh, continue to be uh, really intrinsic in that regard. Um, and then guys who have to step up because of our lack of depth and injury is just, it's just part of who, where we are right now. And those guys have to be engaged. So shrinking that gap between guys who've had a lot of, who's had more reps than other guys is part of the process that we have to unfortunately be, be into. Um, you know, we lost the, quarter, the fourth quarter by seven points is a, a big deal for us and how to close out a game. But um, I think the practice design we had last week and what we've decided to do in some phases going against good on good is starting to play off a little bit, a little bit better. We've tweaked all the things we've, that sometimes are a little bit different of what we do, um, and we're okay with that. We're not, we're not, we're not of the mind of this is how we always do it. Um, we're trying to make sure we we, we step back and, and, and peel layers back and, and look at exactly how we can do it better. Um, so I, I commend our staff and us for, for, for looking at it each day that way. But um, I thought we eliminated a lot of gray for our guys. I thought they played fast. Um, I, I like how dis I, I, I like how disappointed we all are about not having to win these games, and uh, that means it's important to us, and it's starting to develop a lot of pride in, in what we're doing in our locker room. Um, but now we got a big week. We got another big week on the road versus a winning opponent, another really experienced group with a bunch of you know all all I think all guys back on defense or all seniors, all starters um, who've done a really good job, and they've they found ways to win. They do, they're, they're a very good group, and we got to go on the road and do it and, and try to fight our tails off again. So excited about the opportunity. Is there a, an update on Doug Brumfield's health and status? I get that today, this afternoon, once he sees the doctor again. Um, it'll be the same thing. It'll be Doug will hopefully get a chance to go back with the ones if he's healthy um, this week and on Tuesday and see if we can get it back in there. If not, then Cam is obviously, as you've seen now, back-to-back -back weeks, uh, either come off the bench or started and had to grow up fast. Coach, uh, you added more. Uh, wrinkles and packages on offense last week again as we continue to see this team grow are you comfortable now with adding more as you go along uh yeah i mean your players earlier in the season yeah i think that as you grow you, the package opens up a little bit more um certain things you can do i think the uh 
you know, certain certain things lend themselves to scheme, obviously. But I think that as we get a little further into how we can do things effectively, the, the, the playbook becomes a little more open and we can see guys utilize tools and we've got to be creative. Um, and that was a first conference game versus, you know, we had a few things that we were ready for. Um, and as we get closer and further and further into, the, those little things will pop out, you know. How much do you think the adjustments on the offensive line were responsible for keying the better offensive uh, output on Saturday? One more time. How, how much do you think the adjustments on the offensive line, um, the change on the offensive line, keyed the, I guess, explosive offensive output on, on Friday? Um, made some subtle adjustments that were still a rotation, though, so the same guys really played. Um, I think that chemistry will continue to work through. Um, it'll be again this week, another thing, but I think. Uh, it, more than anything, you're seeing a group that's playing together, you know, that the screen game, the run game, uh, doing things more and more, um, I think are just helping all of us get a chance to feel who we are and, and get more reps. Um, I think that we ran a lot of this. It was a short week. We didn't go crazy. I mean, it's a short week for them, too. You, you don't get a chance to, to, you know, install a whole bunch of stuff. You're not going to go crazy. You're going to run what you've been running. That's where we're at with our program. So. I think more than anything, it's just the repetition and the continuity, I think, the chance to see that and, and the belief in, and, and how they've got it done. Um, you know, we've I've been looked back and working on the analytics of the two teams that probably look most like us physically and, and the one in the four game, you know, to see what that looks like. And there's some interesting things as I peeled that back that, that we'll get a chance to look at um, that maybe uh, helps us understand a little bit more where we're at, which is really good. When you look at like the big plays, is that something that you're seeing at the practice field, then hitting big plays there and then transition to the field, or, or is that kind of just some adjustments you guys are making or depending on the game plan of the opponent? You know, you, you, anyone who says it's just an in-game adjustment, they just they got, you know, that have been calling plays for a long time. There's a couple of those that happen. More than anything, it's practice. It's practice, performance, seals, game reality. We had our best week last week. I think I told you guys that. We had a really good week um, uh, on a short week. Our guys came out. We, we, we made some adjustments in practice. They had their best week last week. Um, and and their, their catapult and our analytics on our, on our GPS showed that. We check it every day. It's like, man, we had a really high effort, intense week. Well, it also calculated our, most, our highest effort game and our fastest game for the collective four quarters. And we looked at the GPS as we studied what it did. The week and the game matched up. And that's, that's not... That's not irony. It's just the way it works um, if, if we do it right. And so uh, to answer your question, I, we, we saw a lot of the plays pop up in practice and guys executed the plays in practice. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9, The Drive. And we've got part two of Coach Marcus Aurora's press conference talking about getting ready to play University of Texas 
San Antonio in the Alamo Dome and University of Texas uh, San Antonio coming off of a 21-point comeback victory over Tulsa, the largest comeback victory in their history. So they are coming with some momentum into the game. And UNLV is currently a three-touchdown-plus underdog to USTA. So here is part two of Marcus Aurora's press conference. Um, but I, I think it goes back to kind of what Sam, it's just they're getting these plays more. They're getting more reps together. And I think that that's paying off, especially with speed. Now they're in games. They see it happen faster. They're in the course of the fire. We're going against ourselves a little better um, in some ways. It might be a little bit different this week because they got a different structure of a defense, but we're going to have to get creative that way too. You, know? you guys played a couple close games this year. You weren't able to win them, but were there, have there been teachable moments that you can sort of give to your players and say, like, yeah, the next time we're in this situation, we'll be better equipped? Or what can you take from those, those close games? Well, I think I mentioned kind of all of them earlier. I think that um, the thing you can take of that we're taking about holistically as a program is that recruiting, development, culture, and consistency lends itself to playing teams that have had that together to really good. That's a holistic look at it. If you look at it, independent factors of a game, then the games of, of when you say that, that cliche of it's a game of inches, it is. It's eight points at the last one, and it's one inch at the first one, you know, in those games that are close that you mentioned. So... Got, when you get a chance to give guys feedback that way and you show them that together collectively and it's authentic and organic, guys can see, wow, it really does come down to some plays where it's one or two things away from breaking through. And, and when you're in such an early phase as we are, that's a big deal because you're trying to gain uh, a collective mental identity and, and confidence about yourself that is getting crushed by the rest of the world because that's the world we live in. So our job as coaches is to continually build that up in the infant stages. Um, it sounds you know, simple, but it's not. You know, tell your seven-year-old the same stuff. When, when you say you know building up and keeping up the outside, in your experience as a coach, when you get into you know the last minutes of the fourth quarter, back and forth, is there anything you know on the field, technique-wise, or uh, anything that's sort of magnified, or do you want your players approaching it the, the same way they approached you know the sixty plays that came before it? Yeah, you got to be careful about over magnifying the most critical moments of a game because then they get anxious. You have to create those in other places. You can't do it. If I told Goot, called timeout and told Goot, hey, I'm about to kick a 51-yard field goal and this is the biggest field goal of your life, it's probably not a really good deal before he does it. Uh, in that fourth quarter with one drive to go score, uh, we were smiling and excited and looking each other in his eyes and talking about how this is a – four-minute drive that we've had in practice, just like we do in a two-minute with two timeouts and let's go down and get it. And uh, and we're going to call core concepts. And, and and I think that we're doing that, number one, because we have to, but number two, because that's what has to get done most of the time to, to, to ensure that that's uh, the best plays and, the, and the, the best psyche for that moment, you know? We don't, no, we don't, we don't overplay that moment. We try to overplay it in practice. That's when you do it. That's when you really make them uncomfortable. It's because that's when you have to be at that in the stadium with 30,000 people to win the game. Can you talk about Gutierrez and, and his performance this season and, and his calm and, and focus? Yeah, I think we mentioned it. I think we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Uh, and you did the thing on I mean, Daniel's consistent. He comes out every day to work. He works his tail off. We, I try to put him in some pressure situations out here. I try to get in his head. I try to rattle him. I, I challenge him. Um, we're not 
we do that with all our guys. I mean, it's very constructive um, and it's very direct and it's very demanding. It's never demeaning by any sense of the imagination. We're not a demeaning group. I, I don't believe in that. Um, and I think that Daniels fits it, just because he's a specialist doesn't make him any different than the quarterback. Um, he's done a heck of a job and he'll continue to be a, a weapon for us. Looking at uh, UTSA, what, what are your, what do they do well? What do you guys uh, need to stop? Well, I mean, they're, they're obviously playing really well. They're experienced. They've got a ton of seniors on their team. Um, they did a great job with a bowl team last year. Um, they're an odd front defense, um, which is going to be different than the, lap, than, than the four down groups we played. Um, they do, they've got, you know, uh, they do what they do. They do really well. Um, they, they're, they're, they're a really good football team. They're solid. Um, they got experience on the edges uh their four eyes are tough to block they're you know their backers flow their left corner is six four i mean on offense they they're gonna run the football um they've got the quarterback who's a run pass option they play in 12 personnel with two tight ends i mean there's they do a good job um it's obviously why they're undefeated right now you know so um, it'd be a great test it's gonna be fun to go on the road and in the alamo alamo dome and, and uh and to have another really really good opponent to to pin ourselves against Area for you so far, so good. Yeah, we've done a really nice job in Texas. We have a lot of Texas guys uh, who've recruited Texas for a long time, including myself. So, um, it is San Antonio and, and Texas is a good opportunity for us to be out there and around. We'll have uh, hopefully a couple guys that we'll get a chance to see. Um, we think we've got like eight or nine guys in the last two classes that are from Texas, and so um, that's a good recruiting hotbed for us. So, it'd be good to get out there and, 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 and do some stuff out in Texas. State versus Colorado. Have you talked to your guys just about the atmosphere in the Alamo Dome? No. Should I? <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> your whole TCU Oregon thing, you're long living that, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I hope so. He had a he he had a little tweak in practice. We hope that we could we we've laid off him a little bit last week to see if we could get him there. Hard for a wide receiver with a hamstring, um, because it's you know it's just what they do. I mean they're, they're race cars, man. You know, and it's it's not so much the running fast, it's the stopping. That's what a lot of people want. The hamstring stopping and changing directions and change of pace is where the stress is. So. He got out there warm ups and it just didn't. You could tell, and it's not worth p pushing him through it. And I mean, another, I just again, it's just a young guy and, and not a lot of depth. And, and guys had to step up, and I thought the receivers did. I thought Steve stepped up. I thought Talik stepped up. I thought any of those guys and Zyle had to step up. And just, we're gonna do the same thing. And the whole season will be like that, just because it's just where we're at, you know. Uh, what led to Talik stepping up aside from just the opportunity? He had a really good week. He had his best week of football since since we started here in January as a full football season. He had he was engaged. We've demanded a lot of him. Um, he's never been asked to really be that understanding of the collective whole thing of the offense, and so that's been a challenge. Um, and my hats off to him because he accepted that challenge and he had his best week of practice. Um, and I think that now he knows that's the line in the sand. That's now the, the expectation and. And it showed up in a game when you can have your best week of practice and you can tell a guy that and then it shows up is really when you can say, look, it's not an accident. You know, um, you were ready to roll, man. You were confident and uh, he did some good things. There's some things we got to fix in the game and some small and critical error on one third downs. But um, that's growth.
I thought that you know he gave us a good spark. With other like receivers stepping up, how how much does that help like the quarterback, especially if someone has to come in due to injuries? How helpful is that for help or hurt? Um, you got you know you take out Kyle and you got less experience with the quarterback. You know Kyle's had a lot of reps with our quarterbacks. You know so. Uh, I don't know how that helps getting new guys in. Uh, it's got to help now because guys got to get a ton more reps to get timing with potentially again, uh, you know, Cam or Doug. They've had less reps with, with Kyle if he is a questionable. So it doesn't help to have new receivers. Um, Devontae Adams goes out last night. It's a different story. Like you guys knowing that you have guys that can make big plays in, in situations like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. Uh, Absolutely. To have Steve make some of those plays, to have Steve make two big plays, a third down play, a big play over the top, Tyleek break a screen, um, to have Jordan Jakes come back and find a spot there on an in-cut and a great catch. I mean, those are the things you have to have, you know. Uh, you know, we're accustomed to having them in the places, but that's just where we're at now. We gotta, these guys have to understand that's what we got to do. The expectation is, is to do that. And I think uh, those guys with the way we're running the football have to be more and more ready to do that with the way that the box is going to look first Chuck. And so that's the nature of the beast. Uh, with those online shifts, uh, it was what McDaniel's a left tackle and Amani Trey went in a right guard. Mm -hmm. What do you see from those guys on film? You know, they did. I think I think they did a good job for for a, for a one week change in a short week. We moved over uh, to see what David would look like at left tackle. I thought he did a great job there. Um, we flipped it back and forth between Clayton, then he went back to right guard. Trigg had a had his first week as a starter at the right guard. Uh, and both those guys in new positions for that week versus a good opponent, I thought did, did a nice job. Now we didn't get everything we wanted. There's some things we got to clean up, um, and we're going to have another rotation set here uh, this week to see how I can do. Because again, it's just I take some time to get that chemistry exactly where you need to get. You know, we've got to make sure we take some pressure off these quarterbacks and and some protections. So those things we had to clean up there. But um, I thought they had a good week together. You know, I thought they had a good good week together. I'm excited for them to to get through and, and correct the errors from last week. One last one. For a quarterback rotation, obviously you need depth, so what's the chance that Tate Martell is back this week? Uh, I'll know about all the, all those guys tonight. So uh, if Tate's back, it'd be great. Uh, I'd probably anticipate Tate going through the bye week just to make it safe. That's probably, that gives him uh, an extra week um, pushing that plantar fascia to kind of a, a rough deal. It doesn't go away fast. I had that for a whole season as a player. It's That don't go away fast. So uh, hopefully, I think uh, if we get him, we get him. But I, I'm not anticipating this week. Thank you. Nice guys. Have a good day. Welcome to Coach's Corner, and we've got a great guest here, Julia Abuzide, the general manager of Mesquite Gaming Casablanca Hotel and Resort. So, welcome to the show. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. Now we've got some great news about the Casablanca. You've you've you kind of just swept a bunch of awards here um, in the Review Journal's annual Best of, correct? That is correct. The Casablanca Resort received the Gold Award as top destination uh, for uh, for our hotel and our property. That's awesome. I'm very thrilled about that's, that. That's that's the best you can get. That's the best you can get. So it's an amazing recognition for for our property. Well, and, espe in and, and especially who you have to compete against because you're competing against the big boys down here in Las Vegas. That is correct. So that that is totally awesome, awesome and unbelievable. Yep. So um, now. One of the things, and some of the if people don't know, you offer everything at the Casablanca. You've got gaming, you've got a world class spa, you've got unbelievable dining at Catherine's, 
uh, that that in and of itself has received a bunch of awards, correct? So Catherine Steakhouse yes. won the Silver Award? That is correct. We took a Silver Award in fine dining. Yes, and that's awesome. And also, Casablanca is one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country, uh, correct? Four years in a row on open table. We're very thrilled about that prestigious honor. Yeah, that's that's great. And if you haven't been to the, the restaurant, it's unbelievable. Service is great. Food is unbelievable. And right now we're finishing up stone crab season. We got about another couple of three weeks maybe of stone crab and they have their stone crab flown in fresh daily. And it's unbelievable. Um, and, and along with the other, you have great wine selections, but the thing that's really amazing to me, very, very economical for anybody that wants to come and, and have a great meal at a very good price compared to what's happening down here in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Catherine's is a very affordable, fine dining restaurant, uh, great steaks. Uh, we have great seafood, and we're just thrilled that we, we have that recognition on the Silver Award for the fine dining, and, and we took bronze also for best date night spot at Catherine's. So <laughs> super excited about all the awards that, that P-Gaming and Casablanca took from the Best of Las Vegas. And it's definitely an experience you have to, you have to go and, and visit it. It's a great experience, a service is outstanding food is great um your wines your wines are compared to what's the price of a bottle of wine in vegas would be 50 percent, maybe oh absolutely you could get two bottles for the price of one out here in mesquite <laughs> right right so um so again if you get a chance and you're up and up in the mesquite area stop over go to you got to get a reservation though because they they're packed they they sell out quick we do, we do. Yeah. Sure. Now you've also got some additional awards. You got some bronze awards for the Casablanca Resort and Casino, right? Absolutely. The Casablanca took bronze in a few different categories. We took best of golf course at the Casablanca Golf Course, uh, best family and friendly hotel. You know, pool season is here, so and the pool is heated and open seven days a week now. Uh, great staycation. We're only seventy miles outside of Vegas, so. You know, head north on the 15, and and you've come to a great little spot for a little R and R. Right, and you've got you've also have the best family friendly hotel, best romantic spot, best spa and salon, and your spa is basically it's a world class spa. Let's be let's be real about it. It's a world class spa. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a nice uh, ninety nine dollar package out there with a hotel room and a and a fifty minute treatment out at the spots. It's top rated spa and very affordable. We're very happy to have uh, that amenity out here in Mesquite. And your sister property, the Virgin River, got the best destination casino resort award in the bronze area too. Yeah, the Virgin River is a little bit more kid friendly out there. We've got a bowling alley, we've yeah. got an arcade, a uh, bunch of things for kids to do, and and they're also pet friendly out there. So. You know, Virgin River is definitely uh, definitely another uh, exciting uh, award out there for us. Yeah. So just just to recap again, you received the Gold Award in the Review Journal's annual Best of for the Top Destination Casino Resort, which, again, when you're, you're playing against the big boys, how did you do this? What, what did you do? <laughs> well, we're thrilled, you know, our little gem in the desert out here is, it was recognized for such a prestigious award. And, and, you know, our staff, we've got 25 year plus employees out here. So they do take pride in, in this award as well. And we're very fortunate to have those people working for us. But it, it's, it's definitely uh, 
such an achievement and amazing status for us, uh, especially over, you know, getting through this difficult year. But we did it here in Mesquite, and we received our gold award. Very happy. Yeah, it's, that's a that's an outstanding award, and I, I, I want to compliment you and your staff and, you know, all your support people there. And um, and, and like I said, people, people are missing what is there. I mean, you got to go up and check it out. It's an unbelievable place. It's not, it's not overwhelming, but it's not tiny. So it's right. kind of a, 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 the right size. Everybody's is friendly. Um, the, the rooms are great. The food is awesome. Even, even your daily restaurant. It, yeah. Our, our cafe, our cafe is great. We have daily specials. We have, uh, Chinese specials. We have uh, authentic Chinese chefs cooking in the kitchen seven days a week. Uh, really happy about that. We have a, a steak and, and lobster special in our cafe, which is an, an amazing, uh, amazing meal as well. Right. So if you're interested, you can get, call 877-GETAWAY. That'll be 877-438-2929 or visit mesquitegaming.com for all the information about the hotel, the spa, the golf course. Like I said, it's a one-stop destination for for whatever you need. It's whatever you need. It's there. They've got it. They've got it covered. Yes, we do. And we're very happy about that. So come on down to Mesquite and, uh, check out the Casablanca resort. Well, we want to thank you, uh, for coming on the show and letting our listeners know about the, the awards that you've won in the great hotel Been talking with Julia Abuzide, the general manager of the Casablanca hotel and casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Thanks, Coach. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network and our Las Vegas Aces. Semi-final first round game against the Phoenix Mercury. We're able to come away with a win 96-90 and guard play was outstanding. Uh, for the Las Vegas Aces, Renika Williams, 26 points. He had 17 in the first half. And then coming off the bench, Kelsey Plum in 26 minutes, 25 points on 8 of 17 shooting. Um, so she had a great game. Uh, Asia Wilson, 15 points. 
nine boards. Uh, Kia Stokes, 25 minutes, no points, uh, but five rebounds. Chelsea Gray, 17 points. Uh, so, Liz Cambage, who uh, got in foul trouble early, only played about nine and a half minutes, had a total of seven points. And you'll hear, hear Bill Lambert in his post-game interview uh, talk about her. Diana Taurasi for the visiting Phoenix Mercury had 20 on a bum ankle. Brittany Griner, 24. Uh, Brianna Turner had 12. And Kia Nurse had 13. Uh, so the Las Vegas Aces holding home court advantage in the first round of the semifinals at the Michelob Ultra Arena. And attendance was over 7,000, a little bit over 7,000, so it was a good crowd. So here's Bill Lambeer, and this is courtesy of the Las Vegas Aces. I guess you got more people here. I didn't say thank you. Coach, why don't we start with an opening statement for the media throngs? Throngs, okay. Um, told our players nothing is easy. Uh, in, this, in this game, the teams are all good. I don't care if you're playing, you know, one versus eight or one versus 12 or intense playoff games. It's, it's, it's hard. Um, and I give credit to Phoenix. They played a very fine basketball game tonight. They came out an opening in the first quarter and we took it to us, made a lot of shots. We hung in there, which was a good, a good test for us. We were also tested late in the third quarter, early fourth. We didn't get the favorable whistle down that stretch. Things were going against us and we still hung in there and didn't fold. Was not a good sign for us? Um, a lot of good performances across the board. Uh, you know, everybody had their moments in this game. Uh, I'm still going to figure out. I'm going to get one of the questions right now. I'm still going to figure out how to use this campaign and how to, you know, where, what, who, where, how. I don't know. Each game is going to be different. Um, tonight, she got in foul trouble, so I had to take her out more than I wanted to. Uh, I know that's going to bother her a little bit, but that's just the way it is right now. Conditioning is not where it needs to be, and we can't slow down. We have to keep pushing forward. And I feel bad for her. She got, you know, referee's going to give her a couple bad calls, and she gets sick. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is win the game. It's all that matters right now. Win the game. And I think our players understand that. Uh, I think that they came focused today. We got our lows, no question about that. We also had our highs. Uh, but if we can maintain the consistency and an intensity and a pace like we have in a series, this is our game. And this is how we're going to go play and push them. Uh, you know, and you saw in, in the con game, you know, I went down at home. Uh, it's extremely important that we protect home court. And that's one of the things I preached all year long is protecting home court. That's what professional sports is. I told our players, we didn't do anything tonight except do what we're supposed to do. If we lost, we didn't do what we're supposed to do. So all we did was win something that we we're supposed to do and on to the next one um it's going to be it's going to come quick and fast won't be any really practice time a lot of film sessions a lot of walking around on the basketball court trying to you know talk through things about how to play them uh, and what works effectively against them but overall um it's just one game but as we won and then we'll take it so I'm just wondering what you thought of your guard play tonight particularly with uh Kelsey and Chelsea how they kind of fed off of each other and fed off of all of them. Well, I've said from day one, when I was a player, many, many, many years ago, um, guards win in playoff games. Um, 
because they can create. Bigs are subject to the defense. Bage is a very fine player, so is Brittany Griner, so is Liz Cambage. Uh, but the defenses can attack you uh, and, and take you out of the game to a degree. Uh, guards control the action with the ball. They get the ball in their hands. They're the ones that dribble around. They're the ones that shoot the perimeter shots. Um, so we built our team. Yes, we are an inside-out team. Uh, that's what we have been with Liz in the game especially. Uh, without Liz in the game, we are more of a movement team, uh, moving around and using everybody's skills. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have, with all due respect to Slocum, we have four very quality guards that can go out there and create, that can play defense, that can pass, that can execute, that can do all of that. And that's how we're built. We're built from, if you take away the guards, we go inside. Take away the inside, we go to the guards. So at the end of the day, it's, we're hard to guard. I did not say that you did. Um, our game plan is to push the pace. Uh, you know, and that's who we are. That's what we do. Um, we're athletic and we're young for the most part, uh, and we want to go. Um, and that's and that that pace that will tire people out. Um, we stopped. We played Minnesota. Uh, last time we played them, we pushed the pace and still, still got tired. Uh, had to exit the game. Um, but that's who—that's what our team is about. We can play multiple styles, but our primary weapon, we have the highest scoring team in the league. We're the highest paced team in the league. So this is nothing new for us. It's just that now we're in a series. And our goal is to play our game and push pace and to get them tired the best of their, and into their bench, look into our bench. Everybody playing. I put Jisoo in the game today at a crucial time. I said that to the ABC crew when we were in Phoenix. Jisoo and Desi Slocum don't know it yet, but in these playoffs, they're going to be called on at a crucial time in the game. So that's who we are. And we will push that pace for the entire 40 minutes and the entire, and the entire 200 minutes. Uh, Bill, first playoff game here in this arena in one of the two years. What do you bring the atmosphere well, first, I give great kudos and credits to the front office of the Aces. Uh, you know, through the MGM 2020 and the pandemic and ownership change, the, the ranks have been decimated. There's very few people left standing, but they did a yeoman's job, more of a yeoman's job. They did a fantastic job of getting people in the stands tonight. Uh, our sales department doesn't have very many people at all, at two. Um, and, you know, our front office has five. Um, so, we're going to rebuild, obviously, but right now, this this crowd in the game, our our players love the crowd. They 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 die for this stuff. I mean, they're that's like whether in Las Vegas, that's why you know they're all assembled as they are. They want to perform, and they want to perform in front of a very enthusiastic big crowd. And today was our best crowd of the year by far, no question about it. At the end, and at the end of the day, I said last two years ago when we were in the playoffs. And I had to go in a newspaper and make an op-ed. Well, it wasn't op-ed. We had three-page three uh, things. So I said, come to the game. I don't know if we're going to win or lose, but you're going to watch one hell of a basketball game. And you're going to see great things. Now that Hamby made that fucking shot. <laughs> okay. And they all went home like, oh, my God, it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, I thought today that the fans that came to the game and watched it on TV had to enjoy this game. It was a fast-paced game, up and down, a lot of big shots, a lot of good plays, uh, and that's what our WNBA is about in this generation right now. And I think it was fun to watch. Uh, 